swamp drawer where all good produce goes to die. Dun, dun, dun. We couldn't afford it even when there weren't food shortages. We certainly can't afford it now. Recession-proof your grocery budget. Learn to grow the food your family eats without the weeds or the waste. For more information about my simple and easy container gardening course, where you will learn to save money by growing your own healthy organic fruits and vegetables, go to joyfulprepcontainergarden.com. Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Birkin, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. Welcome. This is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast, and I am your host, Wendy Bergen, and I am super excited to introduce you to my guest today. Her name is Kim Curtis, and she is awesome. She has a fascinating story from living with a divorced mom on food stamps, later on having two degrees in law and finance, and now having an extraordinary life. Kim is a nationally recognized wealth management advisor, speaker, president, and CEO of Wealth Legacy Institute. She is proud to have created a firm where she can truly put her clients first, bringing the alignment she needs to feel true joy in her work. For Kim, how you deal with money says a lot about how you deal with life, and she's passionate about helping her clients find a balance. Kim has attained numerous professional designations and has been recognized by the financial planning industry as having achieved the highest level of competence and expertise. And on top of it all, Kim is a best-selling author of Money Secrets, Keys to Smart Investing. So I'm so excited to learn more from her, and I can't wait to get into this. Kim, I am so excited to have you on my podcast. I think you're one of the most delightful people I have ever met. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I do. Kim and I had a um, a call previous to this interview, and I got to know her, and I just think I just think she's amazing, actually. So, well, so are you. Thank you for that kind those kind words. Thank you. Well, so you're so. Um, you, you, uh, you know, your biography is amazing, your story of your life, but I wanted to focus on one of, one of the big topics that you are, um, an expert in, and that's, um, regarding women and money and why women are less likely, what, um, they have less money and end in poverty more likely than men. Mm -hmm. So I want you to talk about that for a minute. Yeah, gosh, I'd be happy to. Thank you for asking that question. I think that when it comes to money uh, and women and money, we show up very differently than men. So it's complicated. So let's kind of talk about what are those things that make it complicated for us so that we can become confident. Great. How's that sound? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, no. All right. So, so I want to, the number one thing that's really, really important to understand is right out of the gate is that we are actually, believe it or not, a hundred percent responsible for the outcomes in our life. Now I know that's hard to believe when you, when we feel like we can't even pay the bills and it's not your fault and it's not for you to blame, but you do have the responsibility of the choices you make around that. Mm -hmm. And it's such a large concept, but if you get that and take time to bring it in and bring it inside of you, Mm -hmm. I think that will open up so many doors to the conversation that I'm about to have after this. Okay. So um, I don't know if a lot of your listeners or viewers uh, know of Jack Canfield. He did a lot of the chicken soup for the soul books. Mm -hmm. He's a mentor of mine. And he called, he had an equation for what I just said, and he would call it, E plus R equals O. Okay. Events plus response 
equals outcomes. Okay. So the events that happen, we oftentimes have no control over those events, but we do have control over our response to those events, which are our choices. And that equals the outcomes that we are experiencing in our lives today. Okay. So when we think about how we show up about money as women, we actually, um, because we think about it differently, we think men have a tendency to be more um, abstract, like GDP, portfolio construction, uh, interest rates, things like that, where women are more bread and butter issues like cash flow, budgeting, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reality. Okay. Reality. Um, <laughs> and so when we recognize that our brain is kind of more that way, because our brain is is more right brain, more creative, more community, more relationships, where mm-hmm. the left brain is more abstract and mm-hmm. linear. Okay. And with results at the end. Okay. Versus being collaborative over here. So if we understand that generally speaking, our brain tends to be more creative, right brain, community relationships. That's why bread and butter issues are so important to us in terms Mm. of cash flow and family and needs and budgeting. Right. That, that, and how we tend to push things off to our mates on the other side, thinking that we don't even want to participate in money or investing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we tend to think that that may be someone else's job. Um, And that comes from culturally too. So let's talk about six steps. Okay. All right. So the first step is uncovering what some of those limiting beliefs are that we have. Okay. And some of those, you know, what are the conversations around money that, that are limiting, that, that, that are not facts or reality? And so one of the things that we talk about are money scripts. Kind okay. of what do you tell yourself or what has been said in your family mm-hmm. that creates this limiting belief around money? What I just shared is somewhat of a limiting belief sure. in terms of gender roles. Mm-hmm. which is important to understand. Right. So what were the conversations around money? Did you have any of those conversations of, around money? And then unpacking kind of your money history. Okay. So like my money history, you and I had this conversation, Wendy, that I grew up having government-assisted lunches. Right. I had a red ticket that I had to pass to the cashier. So I had a money story of shame mm-hmm. and undeserving and unworthiness. Mm-hmm. So how did I unpack that to then become a CEO of a wealth management firm? Well, it's these six steps that we're going to go through. So if you think about what are the stories that were told in your family and many, how are you showing up around money and be curious around that because sometimes it's not even you who's showing up. It's generations before you, like your great grandpa, who was a tightwad is showing up in you today. Hmm. Yeah. So, be curious around when you have a money response to something to figure out where is that coming from? And, and, and the curiosity around that, I love that word. It's such a great word to, Mm -hmm. to approach it in a fun way versus beat yourself up way. Right. Right. I agree with that. Be curious. It's a open minded approach versus like, what am I doing wrong? What that's, that's curious, but that's not a fun way of being curious. No, not at all. And shoot, I could do that pretty easy on my own. I, you know, <laughs> and society around me, right. let alone myself. Okay. So when we said so, so actually, it's probably seven steps. Number one is be responsible for the outcomes in your life. Number okay. two is uncover your limiting beliefs by the okay. money scripts that are being told and your money history that could be generations before you. Okay. And number three is what are your dreams and goals? Like, okay. Discover what you want. Yeah, that seems like really easy, Mm -hmm. but it's not for us as women. Sometimes I think we tend to put other people ahead of ourselves with duties and obligations. And we're the last one on the list. So when you discover what you want and your dreams and your goals, it's not children's education funding. It's not taking care Mm -hmm. of an aging parent. It's you. Yeah. Because if you're not a hundred percent, you know, oxygen and kind of put your mask on first thing on the airplane thing, um, then it's hard to be there for other people. So dream big. And as women, I think we need to do more, be more, expect more, Mm -hmm. deserve more, Mm -hmm. more, 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 because you're beautiful. You're absolutely deserving. Yeah. 
how do you how do you teach women? I would definitely say that dreaming and imagination for me is not one of my my skills. And I believe that skills can be developed in all areas of your life. How would you teach me or anybody else who um, has similar issues? How would you teach me how to dream? Well, I think that goes to unpacking your original story of origin. Okay. Because if I go back to my red ticket story of the lunch line being Mm -hmm. undeserving and unworthy, what I had to do to dream bigger is uh, know that I was deserving enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. Giving myself permission to give myself self-respect. I like that. And I think it really starts with self-respect because if you don't respect yourself, no one else is. Your spouse isn't going to respect you. Your children are not going to respect you. And then ultimately you're not going to respect yourself, even though you started that, that, uh, sequencing right um, but then it even it's like a circle like down the drain of the toilet bowl it just never ends and, right. and all of a sudden you're in depression and and feeling really terrible when it's really started with that you are worthy mm-hmm. and with self-respect what comes with that is love hmm. okay to be able to have self-respect for yourself is loving yourself And you're a child of God. You are somebody who is deserving of love. Yes. So if you don't love yourself, you're disrespecting the most beautiful thing that was created uniquely you. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's true. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And so were we on step four? I think, yeah. um, Three was what are your dreams and goals? Yeah. So four, okay. So four is uh, begin to have conversations around money. Okay. Initiate those conversations in your household or with your mate. Okay. Another way to say it is that it's time to take charge. Okay. And we tend to think that talking about money is dirty or, or it's inappropriate or, um, you need to understand that, that money is actually has no, no value. It's really the value we give it. Yeah. And so money is nothing until we put our ideas and vision and goals around it to turn it into something oh, I love that. of use yeah. for the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to be able to have generative conversations around money, around the kitchen table, to mm-hmm. talk about ideas and visions and goals and what does that look like, all of a sudden you increase your receptors to be more um, attractive to money. Hmm. Okay. Because as you and I talked about before, mm-hmm. money is looking for you. Yes. Not yes. the other way around. Keep talking about that later. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So I will not go there yet then. Yeah. yeah. So surround yourself with like-minded people that are open to discussing having money conversations, talking okay. about budgeting and cash flow, to not feel so much shame around what's going on in your household because other people are probably doing the same thing. Right. And that if you actually had conversations around how to... Um, take charge of your life and own that. Because remember, one of the things I always say is how you do money is how you do life. Yeah. So if your head is in the sand around money, trust me, there are other areas in your life that your head is in the sand that's not going well for you. Okay. So bring it forward, have conversations, surround yourself with like-minded people and uh, create a network Mm -hmm. so that you kind of have um, kind of like a phone chain. Okay. You know, as we share things, as we learn something, right. we pass it along when we hear about someone needing extra prayers or whatever. Right. Well, maybe create a network around money. Okay. And maybe it's uh, a friend, in need, uh, uh, someone who needs money for small things or whatever. Like maybe you create a little network of mm-hmm. like-minded people that help each other out in times of need. Oh, that's And nice. that, because women tend to think of money at, they don't like the word money, but they like the word prosperity. Yeah, true. I know. I know I love that word <laughs> because prosperity is about gratitude and giving. Mm, and so true. we all think we're, we're good at that. Yeah. But we also need to be savers as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. And then right. number five is uh, level up your learning. So okay. it started out with initiate discussions. And I guess another word for that besides take control is awareness. Awareness. Okay. 
and then level up your learning on smart money. Uh, level it up, meaning that there are no limits. Money actually is unlimited. We tend to think that if I give you, I have less. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Okay. It's similar to love I, I, in terms of unlimited. It, it's, there's more than enough because okay. we created it. it right. We could have whatever we want. Right. And if you want more because you deserve more and you have these big audacious goals, mm-hmm. money will find you. Okay. And so level up, dream big, go for the big audacious out of the park, hit the home run, whatever it is for you. Right. Um, go big or go home. Right. Yeah. And we tend what? to think we only need enough to survive. Right. People say that all the time. I, I don't want to take anything to... more than I need. Yeah. I don't, I just want to be able to pay my bills without worrying. Yeah. I don't no, like that that's either. Small. That's small. And that's all you'll ever get. Right. Right. Because what you put out there is, is what yeah. you get. Which you'll receive. So uh, around that, uh, which I'm sure you'll talk more about anyway, but we're, we're as a, as a society right now, as a country right now, we're looking at recession numbers. We're looking at higher inflation. We're looking at shortages, fuel, food, and other things. You know, it's, it's hard for, to get your brain to jump out of that scarcity mindset. And maybe you'll mention that later on when you talk about money finding you. But I, I know for, I struggle with it and, um, but I'm like, no, no, there's plenty for everybody. I say that all the time. There's plenty Mm -hmm. for everybody. Mm -hmm. There's plenty for everybody. But when it seems like there's not, how do you believe that there's plenty for everybody? That's a tough one. Um, I I think that fear Mm -hmm. is a blocker. Anytime we have fear, we're not in flow. Yes. Flow. And your job is to be in flow. And what are the things in flow? Again, those are the, the higher frequencies of flow is mm-hmm. what? Love, joy, abundance, yes. prosperity. But I always think of love and joy. Mm-hmm. Those two words for me just immediately get me back on track because I feel it immediately. And then, I, and then it's easier for me to, to not have scarcity. So you're, you... Um deliberately, and I think that's, that's one of the keys to this as I'm learning abundance myself, it's intentional, it's deliberate that you choose thoughts of joy and love and abundance and prosperity, mm-hmm. right? It's our birthright. Yeah, that's true. Fear is not our birthright. No. Scarcity mm-hmm. is not our birthright. Right. But fear and, and scarcity, what I'm learning is they, they, um, allow that might be the wrong word but they allow us to stay victims and Mm -hmm. it's much easier to be a victim because victims think small and i'm not talking about a victim of an actual crime or whatever i'm talking about our own circumstances even though like you said at the very top we created our outcomes but we don't want to take responsibility most people don't want to say i did this i overspent on my credit card or and now blah 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 and woe is me and i don't have enough money and then it perpetuates itself where joy and abundance puts you in the role as a victor as someone who's in charge and and is creating prosperity Right. When you think of the choice point at the top of the of our uh, conversation, uh, the choice point is either it's going to take you closer to your goal or further away. That's true. Mm-hmm. And it's a really easy. Is it easy in flow, or yeah. does it? Do you have comfort or discomfort? Yeah. Really simple, simple ways to go. Okay, that's not the right decision. I have enormous discomfort around not yeah. looking at my bills not paying attention to my credit cards. Mm-hmm. I'm in fear. That's what perpetuates it. So remember, mm-hmm. you got to pull your head out of the sand, fess up to what your new reality is. Yeah. Don't blame yourself mm. for that. Okay. You know, um, and, and, and say, okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. No shame, no unworthiness. Okay. This is my reality, reality. And I'm going to take steps today to make it different. Lovely. I'm in control. Right. Not some scary big thing out there 
because it's never going to change if you don't take ownership for that. That's true. Back to the very first principle, E plus R equals O. Perfect. Okay. That was five. Level up learning on smart money, right? Or did you have more to yeah, say yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, and then stretch. Okay. You know, and then don't let other people interrupt your dreams. Okay. We talked about that a little bit when I said about what are your dreams and goals, you know, kind of discover what you want. Most of us back on point number three, don't know what we want. Right. Mm -hmm. We never felt like we had permission to ask for what we wanted. Yeah. That's really key. I don't think I really addressed that in that one really as women. Yeah. I, agree we, with I, you. I mean, I talked about putting everyone first and us last, but we often feel like we don't deserve it. Yeah. So discover what you want. And then back to uh, number six, it was number six, right? Yeah. Uh, don't let other people interrupt your dreams. And that's really about vision. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's also about letting go of attachment and need. So we hit upon that a little mm. bit. But when mm. you think about, you know, uh, don't let other people interrupt your dreams. What are the attachments that you have that prevent mm. you from thinking bigger? Mm. Let go of those and also let go of your need. Hmm. And, and we could address that when we talk more about money is looking for you, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So don't let other people interrupt your dreams. And that's vision and yep. letting go of attachment. Need. Vision. Um, what is an attachment? Oh, that's a great question. An, an attachment is a belief that, that we have to have something a certain way. Okay. That's really an old story. Mm -hmm. that we were telling ourselves. So it's attachment is an old story that we've told ourselves. That's an untrue story. And okay. we're attached to that story. To that story. Yeah. And thank you for asking that. Yeah. I, and I appreciate that um, explanation. That's, that's fascinating. Could you also use the word expectation with the word attachment? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I, I tend to kind of resonate with the word I've learned about expectations over the last couple of years. And I don't know if I said this to you when we talked earlier, but I think all wars started with unmet expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly in households. <laughs> yes, ex well, exactly. Because if a, if a spouse thinks this and the other one thinks that or it should be this way or it should be that way. And the other one didn't do it the way the other person thought. It just turns into a war or some kind of a, a thing that's not talked about, right? You go back to being responsible and talking about mm -hmm. things. But that when you start dealing with expectations, you really have to go inside and go, um, oh, whoops. Like I remember when I first started learning about expectations was with my husband had folded the laundry and put it all away except for my stuff. He didn't put my stuff away. He folded <laughs> it all and it looked beautiful. And, um, and I walked in, I'm like, Ugh. and I got mad. Like he didn't put my stuff away. I always put his stuff away. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I said, I originally, and then he, and he was in the, in the other room in the bathroom taking a shower. And I was, I was so mad at him. I'm like, finally something clicked in my brain. And I went, he doesn't even know I'm mad at him. He doesn't even know that he, I expected him to put my clothes away. I'm out here getting mad and he's just in there being a good husband, you know, just, <laughs> and I remember I learned like, no, you had this expectation that he knows nothing about. And he would gladly put the clothes away if he knew that you had that expectation because he's a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. That's a really excellent story of expectations that really, I, I love that. I think, attachment and, and expectation at first I was like, well, they're a little different, mm -hmm. but the way you described it in your story is perfect Okay. because when we have expectations of others, we never get, it's not, we never get it. No, we no. don't do we? Cause remember this whole conversation of money being complicated to confident mm -hmm. is an inside job. Everything we're mm. talking about has nothing to do with anyone else. That's true. <laughs> really, and really that's the way it is anyway. Right. My, my progress, if I have a problem with you, I'm the one with the problem. Yeah. You don't have the problem. I have the problem, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> but we tend to blame like, um, you're making me so mad or I'm getting ready to lose my patience because you did an alert. It's my responsibility, period, the end. 
I don't have to get mad at you if I don't want to get mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last, number seven. Ready? Yes. Start. Ah, start. Empower yourself. And as a result of empowering yourself, take that next step. And it's, it's not big steps. It's just one step. You're opening the bills. Just, and then what's next? What's the next step? Okay, read what it says. Mm-hmm. Okay, next step. Write down a chart of here are the four bills that I have. Here's the interest rate on each one. Mm-hmm. And here's the minimum payment on each one. Mm-hmm. And then decide which one you're going to focus on first. Usually you focus on the one that is the biggest win mm-hmm. or the highest interest rate. And what I mean okay. by the biggest win is that you could pay it off sooner okay. than later. Mm-hmm. And then that way, the money that went to pay that one off goes to the one with the high interest rate, okay. highest interest rate. Oh, okay. And then when you pay that off, all that money then goes to the next uh, card. <laughs> so you do the minimum on all the others. Again, okay. when you're focusing on one, you do the minimum on all the others but whatever okay. extra money you focus on that one. Okay. And it's gotcha. deliberate and you set a timeline. Okay. In three years, this will be paid off. Mm-hmm. And then guess what will happen? Tell me. Oh, this happened to me. I did. I did this years yeah. ago. Um, I actually got motivated. Oh, when I finally took my head out of the sand because mm-hmm. of my school loan debt mm-hmm. that I had, mm-hmm. that I defaulted on. We talked about that earlier mm-hmm. that I actually laid it all out. And I like the car loan, the school loan debt. And I started to get excited because all of a sudden I had a little extra money and I put it down on the car. Also, the car was paid off. And then all of a sudden I had that extra, whatever it was, 500 bucks that I then was able to then put more to my school loan. Gotcha. And the motivation and excitement around that is extremely Mm -hmm. empowering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So start. And, and approach it playfully. Okay. When you approach it grudgingly, that's not fun. No. Money should be fun. Money gives you the things that you want to do the life that you want that changes the world. Yeah. It should be playful beautiful. and fun, not yeah. drudgery. Right. So those are the seven steps. I love it. From, from For women, from changing money to complicated to confident. Okay. So it's, it's, it's step by step, but it's all this internal work mm-hmm. that we can do by ourselves. We can, we're, women are so, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is true about every woman, but I find most women to be extremely insightful. Mm-hmm. And if given, um, if given an idea, like what you laid out here, they'll think about it. A lot of, I don't think men do a lot of thinking like that. <laughs> I don't. Was that bad? <laughs> um, I, I don't think they like the pain of things. I don't like pain at all. They're more abstract. All. They're more yeah. abstract. Yeah. So yeah, where women, I think, can in, and I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe sadly, it comes from internalizing other things like, oh, I'm a bad mom. I did this thing, and we kind of dwell on maybe the negative. But I think that can flip, and we can identify. Um, the limiting beliefs and start the the work to move through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think limited limiting beliefs is really the starting point mm-hmm. of what are those limiting beliefs that we have, and a lot of it has nothing to do with you, as we talked about. It's cultural, it's media, right? It's family, it's church, it's all these things that put mm-hmm. roles on who we should be mm-hmm. at the expense of who we really are. Yeah. That's yeah. why you have to unpack a lot of cultural normative types of limiting beliefs True. that, that if you're a professional woman and you don't go after a potential position, cause you don't think you're qualified. Right. Versus a male peer go after it that has not even near the experience that you have. Right. That's right. a limiting belief that we have that mm-hmm. takes us out of the game prematurely. Yeah. And if we could get a handle on this, Think of the opportunities that exist for you individually, your family, mm-hmm. your success professionally. Yeah. All the above. So it's an inside job. Right. Always is. Always is. And then ultimately it's an outside job because mm-hmm. then you need to learn level up. Yeah. There's an inside job, how I explained it, but it's also learning about money, learning yeah. about investing, 
learning about having your money work for you while you sleep. Right. Right. Which what actually you, goes to, yeah. No, I, I'll, I'll ask the question and let you go back. Like when, so this woman, whether it's me or anybody else listening, she goes these steps and now she wants to learn how, how to make money while she sleeps. Is, is, do you think that she um, invites that knowledge in, into her life or is it she needs to go out seeking for it or is it a little bit of both? Oh, I love you going there. Sure. <laughs> uh, dreaming about things helps us. That's an intention, mm-hmm. you know, or an affirmation, however uh-huh. you want to address that. Right. But well, how I meant it is educate yourself, okay. read books, okay. read money secrets, yes. use to smart investing, Amen. <laughs> which yes, is my so we, book. Yes. I know. I, you're amazing. Like I said, you're amazing. <laughs> Writing a book. <laughs> Do you know, I have a stat here that I didn't realize I had in front of me. That yeah. 73% of Americans named money as a number one cause of stress in their lives. Mm-hmm. I, Americans I, I, currently have some of the highest debt and some of the lowest savings rates. And money is a leading, we, we all know this, money is a leading source of conflict in marriages. Mm-hmm. I, I would even say that that first stat is higher, the 73%. I really think it's much higher because we we just dwell on it all the time even my young adult children you know Mm. it's the money the money the money Mm. you know and and my husband and I we've struggled I don't think we've ever really fought or argued so some a little bit but not so much but it's just always there always kind of the stress and I, I definitely see money I mean you see people doing things for money and I'm not even talking like but at the same time, they don't know how is the right word to manage money. Is that the right yeah, word? That's a great word. Yes, that's exactly the right word. Okay. I mean, because only 40% of Americans have a game plan right. around money, like have any kind of spending plan or investment plan. Mm-hmm. So they have better skills on managing money. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So money management. Okay. All right. So you're so- a, a financial advisor hourly or get a full-time financial advisor that works for you throughout the year. Okay. But there are people out there that are independent through mm-hmm. NAFA, N-A-P-F-A, and... National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. Okay. N is in Nancy, A is in Apple, P is in Paul, F-A, Frank, Apple, okay. NAFA.org. .org, okay. Is the organization to, to get advisors that are not affiliated with a brokerage firm. So they're not okay. in sales, okay. they're truly your fiduciary that will put your best interests first, very like a CPA. Yeah. Oh, that's great to know. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Okay. So we've been through these seven steps. We're responsible. We're doing all the things. And now money's looking for me. It's looking <laughs> for us, right? What, what does that look like? Like, tell us what that looks like. Yeah, I would say that, that my life's work has led me to that one truth. Okay. That money is looking for you. Mm-hmm. We talk about, I need money, I need money, I need money, I need money. Well, you're right. You will always need money. Right. As long as you say that, because money responds accordingly. Mm-hmm. So if we knew that money was looking for us, what ideas would we have for it? Wow. Yeah. I hope that changes up the conversation of empowering. Yeah. Visioning, believing, dreaming. And what ideas would you have for it? Uh, What ideas would you, for your family, for your business that you've created as an entrepreneur, for, for people that you know, your neighbor, you know, expand as big as you can. Initially, it's usually taking care of the basic needs. But what ideas would you have for it? Yeah. And the more you expand it to help others, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the quicker, the more magnetic you are and the quicker money finds you. Isn't that fascinating? So it's true it, in life. So going back to like the part where you begin to dream, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would think this dreaming includes this idea. If money is looking for me, what ideas do I have for it? There goes the dreams. Mm-hmm. Like in a good way, there, there, the yeah. dreams start to, because if I just sit here and go, what are my dreams? But when you give me that question, all of a sudden my, my brain just starts going, oh, well, we could do this and we could do that. And yeah, it does center around other people m- many times. Yeah. And many of them will be lousy. 
ideas. Yeah. Okay. But because ideas are abundant and limitless, mm -hmm. you just keep going until one has flow that feels comfortable wow. versus discomfort. Remember, comfort, yeah. discomfort. That's, mm -hmm. your, that's your lever on okay. moving forward. Mm -hmm. So if you have, oh, like you'll have all these ideas and then all of a sudden a couple of them will pop and you'll have mm -hmm. another next step. It feels comfortable. And then you'll do something more closer to that direction. Yeah. And then you'll be more excited and more excited and that will give you the direction. So ideas are abundant and unlimited. Have as many as you can because right. money is looking for you. What ideas do you have for it? Well, hmm, let me think. What do yeah. I have? Yeah. And then you'll know comfort, discomfort. Okay. So that's what a fun question. Mm -hmm. I mean, because at the top you said you talked about that money is fun. And what a fun question to ask if I have, if, if it's looking for me, what, what are we going to do together? Like how much right. are we going to have together? Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's lovely. That's, that's just, I just love that, Kim. Now you guys can see why I like Kim so much. She's fun. <laughs> she's matter of fact, but you know, she's given you a different way, a spin. I think it's a, it's a different kind of, um, a way to think about things and to make this, uh, mindset. It should be fun. I think life should be fun and full of joy and love and generosity and gratitude. And, um, more comfort than discomfort. That's the way I, oh, feel. I love that. You know, there actually are principles um, around how to make money and an economic climate. Uh -huh. um, but I could just list them because we've, we've, we've mentioned a bunch of them already, but I think if we name the principles, it'll be easier. Okay. So the very first one is believing in yourself. Okay. We kind of hit that in uh, the other side in terms of uh, um, complicated to confident. The first is mm -hmm. believe in yourself. The second is that this is really, really important, Wendy. Okay. Know that you are loved. Oh, okay. You have to come from a place of knowing you are loved for money to find you. Hmm. How did you learn that? From my own experience of, of a gift that was given to me. Um, do you want me to tell that story or yeah, not? Please do. No, I'd love to, for you to tell it. So I defaulted on my school loans quickly after graduating from law school. I had no business having all of that debt and understanding money. I had no idea the impact on my credit report. I had, I was completely unconscious mm -hmm. to money. Mm -hmm. And I think many of the listeners or viewers may be unconscious to money mm -hmm. right now. And hopefully right. this is raising their wealth consciousness. Yeah. Um, but I had, uh, I had an anonymous donor pay a thousand dollars on my school loan debt. And I happened to open the statement because my head was in the sand, but I did happen to open the statement to see that it went down by $1,000. And that gift was this, and it was anonymous. So I couldn't go to them like, why me? What's going on? What do you want? No, I had to have that conversation with myself. Mm. So I had to say, like, if someone believed in me, what is it that they believed in? Who am I? What do I believe in in myself? And it was almost like an instant. And I hope some of your listeners have this instant while they're listening to this. The instant mm -hmm. was, if someone believed in me, what do they see? And what mm -hmm. do I believe in myself? I believe in myself. I actually think I'm worthy. Well, I'm worthy. Oh. Huh. Now it's a process, but it was a snap sure. of taking responsibility at the top. Mm -hmm. That that mm -hmm. was the first time that I was like, from this point forward, I am going to take responsibility for the outcomes in my life instead of just existing. Right. And, and through that process of wealth consciousness, starting mm -hmm. with love, mm -hmm. built it. So that second thing on those principles of know you are loved, know you are, when you have love, you have trust. Mm. When you have trust, you don't have fear. True. And remember, we can't have fear to have wealth consciousness because it's abundance, not scarcity. That's right. So, so where does love come from first? Self-respect. That's right. And that was, what number was that for us that I rattled off? Um, where is self-respect in here? I wrote it down. You're uncovering the dreams. 
conversation around money? Is that what it was? Awareness? Dang, it could be in every single one it of these, quite frankly. Yeah. I think um, so too. Kind I think of it was about umbrella. dreams, permission, discover what you want, not giving mm -hmm. yourself permission. Mm -hmm. And that's really where self-respect comes from. Yeah. So you have to have self-respect to be able to have love. It's easy to love other people, but you have to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do. So that's the second one is, is knowing that you are loved. And there's, again, self-respect. Self-respect brings love and love is trust. And when you have trust, then all of a sudden money finds you. Because you trust in your ideas and your vision and your dreams. Hmm. So when money is looking for me, what ideas do I have for it? Well, I have trust that it's going to find me because I have trust that my ideas are worthy. I have right. trust that I'm love and joy and abundance. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like it. The third okay. is victimhood. Okay. See, that's what I could have been. Mm -hmm. But I chose not to be as a result of some trigger like that, that happened that allowed me to pause. Hopefully this will trigger a lot of your listeners not mm -hmm. to be a victim. And that gets back to the very first thing we talked about. Right. And then yeah. the fourth is forgiveness. That's really important to understand is to take time, uh, take time to sit with yourself and forgive yourself. Cause it's not your fault. It, you are exactly on track and perfect timing yeah. to be who you are right now. It's, it's the path that you're supposed to be on. Mm -hmm. If you understand that path and take things as opportunities to learn from whatever that path is, then that will work in your favor. Right. And then, and then um, what do you think that next one is? I have two more. I don't know. Maybe gratitude comes yes, in here somewhere. You got it. That's exactly right. You got to have gratitude yeah. and then taking action, which is what I said before start. Right. But those are actually the principles of how to make money in an economic climate. That's uncertain hmm. is to, and those are success principles as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I appreciate you adding the principles. What did you, you said those are the principles of making money. Is that what you called them? Yeah. Uh, how to make money in an in, in economic climate. Okay. In any economic climate. In other words, inflation, interest rates, you know, time, recession. Well, guess what? If you have these principles, people make a lot of money in all kinds of capital markets. I agree with that. I do. I, I feel like I've matured um, around prosperity. I'm using that word on purpose. Around <laughs> prosperity um, since the last time we had like recession and stuff like that mm -hmm. to believe because it's being pumped out. Like I said earlier, it's being pumped out. There's no food. There's no money. There's no fuel. There's all these restrictions and blah, 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 all this stuff. But I, I have, I truly don't believe that. Like I've really, I haven't figured out quite how to like kill it like you Kim, just yet, but I'm working on it. But, <laughs> um, but I do believe that there is plenty for everyone. I, I, mm -hmm. I have trained myself to believe that that is true. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yeah, that we don't have to, um, I was talking to someone about something um, and we were talking about, I, I obviously I'm in preparedness and I was talking to this person and they're like, I've got this idea and they kind of explained it to me. And then all of a sudden he said, um, but don't, don't, you can't, don't tell anybody. I said, oh, I'm, I, I won't take that from you. You know what I mean? That's not yeah. my, yeah. it was this, that person was full of scarcity. Oh no, she's going to mm -hmm. take it. And mm -hmm. do something with it. It's my my idea. I'm like, it's okay. I got my yeah. own ideas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I think, Wendy, that if we talk about, um, this may bring it full circle a little bit that mm -hmm. may be helpful for others, hopefully, mm -hmm. is I would like to talk, if it's okay with you, about the two laws of money. Of course. So again, remember I said that my life's work has led me to one truth, and the one truth is that money is looking for you. Mm -hmm. Well, it's important to understand that there are two laws of money. Okay. And the reason I bring it up is because you mentioned gratitude. Yes. The first, the first is human-made laws, which is what I do in the nature of, of, of wealth management. So I do it daily, portfolio construction, tax mitigation, estate mm -hmm. planning, mm -hmm. cash flow, balance sheets, protection planning. So that's what I do daily, human-made laws of money. Right. The second is natural money laws. Okay. 
Natural money laws are things like giving and receiving, cause and effect, supply and demand, intention and desire, mm-hmm. clear agreements, collaboration, mercy and justice. All mm-hmm. of those things are natural money laws. Okay. Because remember, you've got to have a higher frequency in terms of being uh, magnetic enough for money to find you. Right. So if you think about, and you need both the natural money laws and the human made laws Mm -hmm. kind of in balance, they need to be in harmony. But if we think about, you could have all the money in the world and be unhappy. Yes. And you could understand natural money laws and not necessarily have any money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you understand that, guess where money, having money starts on the natural money laws, Mm -hmm. which is women, we do really well in natural money laws. True. Think about that. Relationships, collaboration, clear agreements, giving and receiving, Mm -hmm. cause and effect, intention and desire. Those are all things that we inherently naturally get. Right. So if we knew and we stayed in that energy, that that realm of which is our inherent nature of who we are Mm -hmm. as individuals, then it's easy then to jump over to the human made laws. Okay. Of, you know, education, which you asked me the question, well, how does yeah. that happen in your dreams? Well, yes, sort of, but it's really more than that. You have to read books. You have yeah. to get smart, be around like-minded people, mm-hmm. learn about money, learn mm-hmm. about things as an entrepreneur. What are the skill sets of marketing and all these other things that you need to do? Right. Stay informed around technology. Yeah. So those are the things that, that, that most people in our culture in the United States start with the human-made laws of money. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why they're so unhappy and out of balance and lose their marriage or whatever the thing is that happens to them. Right. So I hope that's helpful to understand that there are two laws of money. They need to be in balance like Mm -hmm. anything in nature Mm -hmm. needs to be in balance. And that as women, we're wired to understand natural money laws. Yeah. Like it's just ingrained, right? It's just Mm -hmm. who we are. Mercy and justice. Mm-hmm. clear agreements. We just talked about not having expectations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of those things. Right. Yeah. So thanks for letting me share that one. Oh, That's no, an important I, one. It, absolutely. I really appreciate that. And I, like I said, I, I could, I just want you to be my best friend, quite frankly, because <laughs> I just think you're so amazing. And I, I just, you bring my frequency up because I just, uh, you you just speak with such love and clarity and and joy and that that's what makes that's what makes all of this so much fun as far as I'm concerned. So people are going to want to know more about you, Kim. So tell them where they can find you and and talk about your book a little bit, different things like that. And all this will be in my show notes as well. Yeah, I think we should give a free a free gift to your to your viewers and listeners. Okay. What do you think? I think more the the more the better absolutely I, I love that i love that i think we should um well there are a couple of things but the 10 laws of money that every investor should know okay 10 laws of money that every investor should know let me make a note of that so i make sure that my team sends you that i wrote money secrets keys to smart investing right it won four book awards and wow. was an amazon bestseller mm-hmm. and it's a really great book it's only 120 pages and it basically pulls back the curtain Okay. on the billion dollar, billions of dollars financial services industry to reveal why smart people make bad investment mistakes. Okay. And at the end of each chapter are questions that you should be asking yourself mm-hmm. or that if you do have a financial advisor, they should be asking you. So it really okay. gives you financial armor. Okay. So that when you do go, if you do go to look for somebody to get advice from, mm-hmm. you're in control of that process. Okay. All right. That's great. The second book I wrote is Retirement Secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keys retiring, happy, healthy, and free. I think I, I happen to have that one right here. Looks like this. Okay, perfect. And this book is you work your whole life. Yep. You finally get to the day you retire. You just finally mm-hmm. step off. And it's like, what's next? Yeah. So this book is not so much a money book as much as it is a lifestyle book. Right. It has things in here like couples retirement assessment. Okay. Topics to discuss with spouse or partner before retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, retirement destination checklist. What to consider when retiring abroad. So it has some really cool stuff in here. And it has a whole section on mapping 
activities in retirement, like how to spend your time. And it has over 500 retirement mapping. I don't know if you can see that really well, but yeah. it's all kinds of activities that Great. you can do. And you could just oh, check, check or cross, cross, cross yeah. so that you could actually map out how you spend your time together and separate with your mate. Love it. So thank you. And uh, I can be found at wealthlegacyinstitute.com. Dot com. Wonderful. Yay. Well, I'm, this has been fantastic. I hope, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I really appreciate you very, very much. Thank you, Wendy. And thanks for having me. I'm so grateful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Kim is just daggum awesome. Don't you think? I think I win. She is awesome. I love her dearly. I think she's amazing. Her language, her joy, her personality, her experience, all the things. She's just, she's just wonderful. And I'm really, really, really grateful that she was able to be a guest on the podcast. Um, like I said earlier, all of the information that she mentioned about how you can find her, her books, I will, and her social links, uh, they will all be in my show notes. So that's where you can go find her and bring her into your life as well. I wanted to um, thank you for listening and invite you to join my free Facebook group called Joyfully Prepared if you go to Facebook. And then you could also go to www.joyfulprepgroup.com and that'll also take you there. And you can come and hang out with like-minded people, ask questions, um, join our community. It's a delightful little community. And um, I just wanted to also invite you uh, to um, give download episodes and uh, leave a five-star review, which would be nice and subscribe and share with other people. Uh, it helps the, the algorithm do its thing. So anyway, well, thank you again so much for listening and enjoy your day. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.